Peace and welcome to another episode of Artistry, where art meets industry. We are your hosts, Rochelle Etienne Robinson and Stan Substantial Robinson. Season four of Artistry is powered by Words, Beats, and Life. Hey, hey, peace. And welcome to Artistry, where art meets industry. We are Rochelle Etienne Robinson and Stan Substantial Robinson. Happy Wednesday, folks. If you are joining us for the very first time, welcome to Artist, the Artistry Podcast, where we are joined by visual and performing artists or arts administrators to discuss their creative journey. If you, this sounds like something that you're interested in, please be sure to like and subscribe. If you are returning uh, and you are subscribers to our podcast, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Today's guest is a radical, ratchet, and revolutionary Puerto Rican rapper. Known for decolonizing. De- uh. Thank you. Thank wow. you. There you go. Teamwork, make the dream work. High Lord five have mercy. Jesus. It's yeah. already been a, a week, people. Man. Okay. It's been a week, but we'll, we'll, t- that's for another day. <laughs> yes, it um, is. Decolonizing Ooh, mind. Decolonize. Thank you. Decolonizing. Why can I say it? I'm gonna, tired. I'm just you're gonna, tired. I'm just it's gonna keep going. It's not like just go. This, <laughs> this guest, okay, born and bred in Chicago. She is an MC, a speaker, a hip hop educator, author, and proud U.S. hip hop cultural ambassador. She has traveled across the seas and land, um, sharing and facilitating hip hop diplomacy programs. She's mm-hmm. collaborated with organizations like Universal Hip Hop Museum, which will mm-hmm. be opening soon. Yes, indeed. Uh, Google, the Aspen Institute, Spotify, and many, many more. She works with youth to explore their power and the power of hip hop as a transformational tool. In 2019, she was the Vital Voices and Tresemme Women's Leadership Incubator Fellow and was named Best Hip Hop Artist by Chicago Reader in 2023. Please welcome to the show, Miss Pinky Ring is in the house, folks. Pinky Ring. I got the reggae horns or not? Because I got them on deck all the time. I, I'm, I'm I know. <laughs> I love next it. Time, we got it for the next one. We got it for the next <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Good to see you, oh, sis. How you feeling? Yeah, good to see y'all. My favorite couple here, y'all. They're my favorite hey, beings on earth. Thank Just you. goals, goals, goals. Thank oh, you, Oh, man. We appreciate Thank it, you. sis. Thank you. Can I just say, well, two things. One, welcome to the show, and welcome for being the first female to the show for this season. Yeah. I mean, I've been telling folks, you know, it's not going to be just a sausage party. We got the ladies coming. It's just, you know, it's summertime, folks. It's a schedule. So mm-hmm. we are so happy to have you. And for those of you that have watched the, um, have been seeing our flyer, she is also the first where we incorporated color because you know yeah, we only do know, black and white. You know what I'm saying? So, but we had to do something special for the Miss Queen. It's only right. For Miss I noticed this. I was going to say something, but then I was like, let me not say nothing because I'm. Right. No, it is <laughs> all right because it was done on purpose. We were like, look, okay, it just works. We don't do so this for everybody, but we got special. you. We, we got, got you. Don't get used you know? to it. Like, yes, don't get used to it. I mean, you know, yeah, this is a, this is a one and done thing. <laughs> one and done. Yeah, one and done. <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) It's history. (laughs) First and foremost, sweetheart, how have you been? Because I know the last time we all seen each other was, of course, it was pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. And so how has how has life been treating you these last couple of years? Well, um, you know, like a lot of artists, the the panini, I call it the panini, the panini was, uh, you know, (laughs) difficult on us and the arts industry and creative entrepreneurs. It was really difficult for us because when we were so used to moving and grooving and being outside and being able to perform mm-hmm. our art and do our art, um, it really forced us to like go inside literally and figuratively. So yeah. for me, that meant like I was literally always on the go, always doing something. And I equated my worth with my output and my work. Mm-hmm. And so that was the time to really be like, who is pinky ring outside of the MC, and it allowed me the time to just like love on Marisol right and love on on baby pinky and just really figure out a few things that needed to be figured out that had that not happened I would not have been afforded the time to do that I probably would have burned out um I know we talk about that pandemic and you know it was a very obviously negative thing but for 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 some folks that were able to find the gems and the lessons in there like it was a really powerful way for folks that were nonstop to just really stop center themselves and rest 
Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's, it's so true. I mean, it, unfortunate it was, it was difficult for a lot of folks. Um, but there was also a blessing for a lot of folks as well. So absolutely. Yeah. And since um, then, now that the world is open, like people won't stop. They're like, Pinky, <laughs> Pinky how about this? Pinky? And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad I got that rest. Right. And I think just like yeah. as black and brown folks and as musicians, we don't value rest enough. Rest. Right? Yeah. Right. Industry is grind culture and you got to output, output, output and do, do, mm -hmm. do. So I'm glad that I had that time because now I always say um, that I'm busy, but I'm not burnt out. Right. right. And had it not right. been that time that I was able to rest, I would have very much burned out and probably just not been doing this work anymore. Um, so right. shout out to to the people that are paying me now and just got me busy booked and blessed. Um, yes. I'm here for it. Here for, that's, I'm a, busy that's a bar right there. Listen, I'm here <laughs> for B. it. But, but also right. like, give me a second. Also, give me one second, please. <laughs> right. 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 Well, we were happy that we were able to, you were able to squeeze us in. Yeah, I know you sure. stay busy. For sure. But we're going to get go ahead and get started. Um, born, in, born and bred in Chicago, mm -hmm. specifically grew up in the Humboldt Park neighborhood in Chicago, Illinois. What was your first introduction to the arts? Was it performing arts or was it visual arts? Um. So I have to just correct one thing because everyone thinks that I'm raised in Humboldt Park. So Humboldt Park okay. is a Puerto Rican neighborhood here in, in mm -hmm. Chicago. Um, mm -hmm. And so everyone's like, fur, 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 duh, you Puerto Rican, <laughs> you from. Right. It's, it's interesting because Humboldt Park for me was like, a, you know, a representation of my Puerto Rican heritage and culture. Mm -hmm. So that is a neighborhood that like adopted me, even though I wasn't born mm -hmm. and raised there. Shout out to Humboldt gotcha. Park. I love Humboldt Park so much. I do live there now though. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we can claim it. You could claim we can, it. We can absolutely. And they know, and they claim me, I claim them. Like, it's just, we're just, that's, that's family. Um, but interestingly enough, like my intro introduction to like the arts and just creative expression in general was writing uh, so was not hip hop, was not songwriting. I never, if you would have asked fourth grade Pinky, like what she was going to be when she grew up, it was a marine biologist, period. Wow. That mm. was that. I was going to be a marine biologist. I love dolphins. I love the ocean. I love sea life. I loved all of that. And so uh, that girl was also an avid writer. So I remember finding uh, a story that I wrote. I can't remember what grade it was. Uh, my mom like. We, I call her an emotional hoarder and I'm the same way. Like I hoard yeah. emotional items. It's really mm -hmm. ridiculous. So she had this story and I found it. And I was like, oh my God. So I opened it and I read it. And it was like a young girl battling with her um, sexual identity. And I'm like, I was ahead of my time. Oh, wow. Like, wow. she, and always an activist, always an advocate, even mm -hmm. before I knew what those words meant or what that work could look like for a young Puerto Rican girl from Chicago. So always a writer, always a, a poet. Um, a lot of people don't know that I skipped a grade and they sent me to a, a, a magnet school. So really, really smart, um, but just not challenged in school. And so the interesting thing was that when I found hip hop, I really found like home. I found a calling and I found a way to genuinely and authentically share my story through mm -hmm. this medium that no one taught me. Like my, no one in my family listened to hip hop. No one put me on. No one was like, start here, go here. This was at the time when uh, Napster was popping. So I'm aging myself mm -hmm. now. Folks are like, Napster, what? <laughs> Napster who? Uh, so this was the time when we were able to download, aka steal. We were stealing music at the time, mm -hmm. and 100%. I would burn burn CDs in my car and just drive around and and learn uh, uh, the lyrics, write down the lyrics because we also couldn't Google.com any right. of the lyrics. We had to rewind the tape and listen or bring mm -hmm. the track back. Um, and so I, you know, hip hop was something that I found on my own, and then I had to teach to myself. Um, but it was always that writer, right? It was always that right. person who could uh, write her her story, write her feelings. And sometimes the story wasn't directly mine. Like I would write even my first songs, I would write stories about a young woman and they were things that I was going through, but I would, you know, put it under the, the, the facade of like this other character, this fictional character. So until I got to the point where I could really own my own story and feel comfortable enough telling that story. It was mm -hmm. that it was this young girl who was expressing herself through writing, through poetry, through fiction. Um, and that's why it's really cool that I ended up becoming uh, an author because that's something that I also always wanted to do was to 
to be in a book or to be part of and be a published author. So that was sort of my journey and my introduction into hip hop. But before hip hop, oh. it was always writing. It was always pen to paper. Oh. 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 And so it got me thinking, right? Because, um, you know, we we talk to a lot of different um, hip hop artists uh, and most of us, you know, uh, well, not most of us, but a lot of us gravitate to to emceeing, writing. But I'm I'm always curious to know, like, if you weren't writing mm -hmm. and you uh, and you're still a hip hop head and you had to pick another element, which one uh, which is the one that's calling Pinky Ring? <laughs> what a good question. Um, I do them all in my head. Okay. <laughs> my pop rock is a one. Do not nice. even, in my head though. In my head though. In my head. Right. <laughs> Realistically, if we put me, let's not even try to do that. I always, I have a friend, B-Boy Kareem that I met through Next Level, uh, which Substantial oh. was also a part of. Hey. He's like a famous B-Boy and I'm always telling him like, I taught you everything you know. Like, you <laughs> He gets right. so mad at me because he's literally like Red Bull champion, all these things. And I'm like, yeah, I showed him that. That and then when he and then and then that was me. I did. Right. Um, <laughs> I love it. But I think for me, the element um, that I would and and dabbled in just quickly, briefly, briefly. So okay. please don't, you know, no, don't try to test my skills. Um, right. was, was DJing. Okay. Um, nice. okay. I can see it. Yeah. I can see that. I, I, I could because I love music so much, right? Mm -hmm. And and I would like burn these CDs, these mix CDs. I would make them, I would burn them, and and that's what DJs were doing at the time. They were dropping yeah. mixtapes, so I would burn these mix CDs of like just this amazing eclectic. And it wasn't just hip hop either. It was it was mm -hmm. rock, it was Spanish, it was everything. Um, and so I remember I got kicked out one of the twenty seven times I got kicked out of my house. Um, <laughs> I was staying with my friend in Humble Park, and he was a DJ. Shout out to DJ Extreme. And for a quick mm -hmm. second, he was showing me how to do it, and he was like, this is really, really promising. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to stick to rapping. Um, <laughs> you know, DJ Pinky Ring. Burr, 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 burr. Right, I right. can see it, bro. You it, already got not, the look. It's never too late. It's never, never too late. late. You, know? you never yeah, know. Sure. Like, it'd be, it'd be you and friends, help. Look, it'd be so, you and Shell. So, so listen, in so my, here we head. go. Let me expose her. Let me expose her real <laughs> quick. Yeah. Give, give you some tea real quick. For those of you watching who don't know, who've been following us for quite some time, Shell, Shell even has a DJ name, mm -hmm. right? She took DJ lessons the whole That's nine, it. right? And so she was gonna be DJ New Rock. That was that was it, right was there. Ready. Yeah, I was so you know ready. Yeah, she tried her hand at rap at one point. Uh, at one point too, we'll We're save not that for talk another. Talk about that, okay? That's We're not gonna a, talk about, about it. Know, but DJ New Rock, rock that. I'm here for okay. DJ New Rock, though. Right? Hey. You know what I mean? Hey, and she still uh, might come out. Friend. She still might. You yeah. know, yeah. I'm right. telling you, I'm ready. And ready. people ring together. Who knows? There, there, there it is, girl. I'm so Twitch ready. Stream? We're gonna Twitch stream it out. Is that what the is that what the kids are doing on the internet? Right. Right. Why not? Uh, I, a girl can dream, man. Right. I could dream. Listen. But, um, you know, speaking of your name, like, mm. I love the name so much. Yeah. And I think it's so fitting. But, uh, you know, we went down the rabbit hole looking, you know, through images of you and the history. And I'm wondering, like, what came first? Was it the name or was it the hair? The chicken or the egg? Right. right. What came first? <laughs> because, honey, I, when I say I went down the rabbit hole, looking, 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 I was like, you have been consistent yeah. for like a decade at least, yeah. you know, if not more. She, yeah, she, so. she got she got cleaners. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Families, uh, folks out here cleaning the internet of any evidence. Of any right. evidence. Of Don't pinky do it, ring bro. without the I was like, she was born with it. Yeah, she was born with it, sure. okay? I was 100% born with this hair. Don't let my mother <laughs> tell it, but I was. Um, it's really funny. Uh this like inspires 12 stories, but I'm going to keep it brief. Um, so, so the name came first. I had a different rap name um, and I met a manager who was like, absolutely. Not. It was real hip hop. It was so hip hop. I don't even want to share it. I don't even want to, you know, maybe, I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm going to, let me just pray on it real quick to see if this is something spirit wants me to share. No pressure. No pressure. Embarrassing. Um, but I had a, an MC name uh, first and uh, I met a manager when I was 17 and he was like absolutely not and I did not wear pink I did not like pink um, I'm actually mm. naturally a redhead so they used to call me Fosforito mm. when I was a little girl mm. uh, which means little matchstick because I was literally a fire wow. like I was like what you mean 
God is sending me to hell and all of these other religions except for Christianity. That don't make no sense. I was literally like, what you mean? I can't wear pants. Like, this doesn't make any kind of sense. Um, so being a redheaded Puerto Rican by itself, already I'm an anomaly. I'm a unicorn, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, and so people don't know that about me that I and I get freckles and everything. Um so I didn't, I was very much a tomboy and I hate that term now because it suggests that girls, you know, shouldn't do things that, that young men are doing. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, at the time I was into wrestling. I played little league baseball. I wasn't really good. Like the, the, the coach would tell me to get hit by the ball so I could get the bases, but I won MVP. Okay. So just, let's okay. just make sure that, that the people know baseball yeah. is also part of my forte and my skills. But okay. Really. Um, and so I hated the color pink. Because it represented all things girly and feminine. And oh, we got a. Oh, it's an alert. It's happening in Chicago, apparently. Right. <laughs> Who did it and why? It's not me. It wasn't me. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so didn't like pink. Um, and then uh, in high school, uh, you know, there's the hood version of this story, and then there's the PC version of this story. Friends, you're good. You're good. What do we want? What do we want on, on our? No, I mean, we're good with the hood version. The hood. Okay. You know, you know yeah. Sometimes you got to clean things up and PC them up. Oh no, you're good. I'll just okay, go ahead and add good. the explicit sticker. You know what I mean? That needs to be the tagline for this artistry. Good with the hood, because right. Just, let's just put that out there. Okay, so right. I digress. I started dating a boy and his uh, fam. There was a gang culture in Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. The gang that his family was associated with, their colors were black and pink. They were called the mm-hmm. Imperial Gangsters. And their mascot was the Pink Panther. Um, mm-hmm. And so once I started dating him, I was like, gangsta, gangsta, right? I'm down for my man. I am down <laughs> for my man. I guess I could wear some pink. And so since they were the Imperial Gangsters, they were G's. Um, this was around the time when 50 Cent was popping. And 50 yeah. Cent, I will always say, in my formidable years as a rapper, was very influential to me. 50 Cent, wow. but but also like G-Unit and mm-hmm. more than that, Lloyd Banks. Like when yeah. we're talking mm-hmm. about lyricism and MC, yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd was dirty. is the one, right? So that was yeah. what I'm listening to as a, as a budding rapper. And so we had this place called the Mega Mall in Chicago where you could get anything airbrushed. And so mm. I got a pair of pink pants. And I got G-Unit airbrushed on the butt because of the girl in the G-Unit, one of the first G-Unit videos, she walks by and it says G-Unit on the butt. Um, And so I got so much attention from wearing these pink pants with G-Unit on the butt and wearing pink that I started wearing pink more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then everyone just started calling me Pinky. And I'm like, I hate that name. Like, that is absolutely Mm -hmm. not the name that I want to be called because everybody in the hood is Pinky and I don't want to be just another Pinky. Um, And so... Very long story short, eventually it just stuck. And my manager at the time was like, okay, if you're going to be pinky, figure it out. Cause you're going to be pinky, this other MC name that you have, that's not going to work. So you mm-hmm. need to be pinky and figure it out. And so I ended up, um, ch- you know, adding ring, pinky ring, changing mm-hmm. the K to Q for queen. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it, it was her story ever since. And then I dyed my hair. I worked at a hair salon, um, went to Italy, studied abroad. I did the chop hair chop. I was still redheaded at the time, chopped my hair, did dark brown on the bottom, blonde at the top, uh, came back. My mother wanted to murder me, mm. worked at a hair salon. They dyed my hair. And I only went back once to a red hair color. And mm-hmm. that's because I had a partner at the time who just did not like all the attention that I was getting from being pinky. Like, He's like, mm-hmm. it's like a different person. I don't like it or whatever. It was just an insecure man, you know, and the, like, yeah. Yeah. we know what's happening in the news and the media currently. Mm-hmm. You know, a, lot of them, a lot of them out here on these streets. And that's really what it was at the time is I let myself change who I was to um, help subdue like a, a, a someone's jealousies or someone's mm-hmm. um, insecurities, insecurities mm-hmm. and fear of the power um, that I exuded and just stood in by being my authentic self, by having radically pink hair. Um, and so I went back, we broke up. I went back to pink hair and I have not changed it since. And I always said, what, what, if I do change it, like I'm, I'm just sort of done, right? With, yeah. this, mm-hmm. with this industry, with this. And, and let me tell you, there's 27 times that I've wanted to be done and wanted to quit and wanted to not do this anymore. Um, but my hair is sort of a reminder is that branding is that look at what you've been through. Like literally yeah. I, my hair has been this color for like 13, 14, 15 years, maybe. 
So it's yeah. like a commitment to this thing, right? To this brand, to this movement, to this legacy that I'm trying to create for women who can stand in their power and be mm-hmm. authentically themselves in any space or place. I go into a high school or I could go into a corporate event and this is who, this is who you see. This is who I am. And that doesn't mean that I am anything less than intelligent and capable and all of those things. Like yes. we, we look like this and, and do lots of different things. That was beautiful. Oh my goodness. And um, I mean, one of the things, you know, like we rock with you for a lot of different reasons, but um, just from a marketing standpoint, right? Like, you know, we're going, we're going to celebrate all, all that makes pinky ring, pinky ring, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in terms of that, uh, the activism, um, you know, the, the music, the bars, all of these different things, um, you know, how you big up your community, but like, just from a marketing standpoint, the moment I met you and realized what your name was, did my deep deep dive and learned about you. Like it, it's great marketing. It's great branding. Like you yeah. do an excellent job of establishing and building your brand and making it very clear. And so, um, you know, I definitely for anybody uh, watching this who isn't familiar with Pinky Ring, Definitely uh, do your homework and just really, really do a deep dive and learn about it because it's it's a masterclass at, at marketing yourself mm-hmm. as an indie artist and establishing your brand. It re- uh, she really is. So Absolutely. definitely clap it up for you once again. You know? Yeah, you already know. I really appreciate you saying that because when we're in this industry and we're doing it by ourselves, like literally, y'all, when y'all look at everything I do, that's just me. There's no manager. There's no marketer. There's no social media person. None of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And we question. Right. Like, am I doing a good enough job? Um, So I really appreciate you saying that because um, the proof is in longevity. Right. And I've been doing this for a long time and I'm still busy, booked and blessed. Um, So I appreciate you saying that and pouring into me because sometimes I'm like, what and why? (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Listen, you, you know, um, I mean, I definitely because of the work we do right for our business, uh, you know, I mean, today I was scheduling these these music business classes that I teach all the way out into October. So I'm just always thinking about as an indie artist, a lot of times, you know, um, we sometimes because of some of the community work stuff that we do, because, you know, we're making a certain type of hip hop. And it's not necessarily what mainstream is doing, per se. Um, People don't always look at us as being um, very brand focused and and building it a certain way, because that's something we we typically associate with bigger artists. But um, but it's one of those things that as an indie artist, when someone like you comes along and does it really well, um, you know, and I like to throw myself in, in there as well. It helps to maintain that longevity that you're talking about, um, you know, and and it's one of those things that like if I see if I'm walking through a place or a mall or wherever and I see someone that has the same color hair as you, I'm going to I'm probably going to think about you first right, right. before I'm like, this is just a regular person living their life. No, that's Pinky Ring. <laughs> no, that's or maybe friend. she's a part of part right. of her, part of the whatever game. you call your fan base. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, the pinkies. You know? pinkies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, nah, it's um, no, nah, it's really, really dope. And I love the name as well, um, because it's like, you know, I think when we think of pinky rings in general, right? That's like associated with bosses, right? Like boss status, like you running things. Mm-hmm. So like, I love the 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 play on like celebrating your um what makes you a woman mm-hmm. and celebrating other women, but at the same time being like, yo, but I'm a fucking boss too though. Right. You know what I mean? So it's dope. Yeah, absolutely. And actually pinky ring, like people are like, that's, materialistic or you know like you're you're, and i'm like that's actually not like first of all Mm. i talk proudly about how broke i am sometimes we manifest money we manifest the money we manifest in rich husbands too so if you out there Um, but but it's more about like like you said right like stepping into your power that big boss Mm -hmm. energy 
Um, but also respect, right? Like every rapper talks about their pinky ring. Every rapper got a mm-hmm. line about their yeah. pinky ring. And so that yeah. was it for me, especially in my formative years as an MC when they're ciphering and whatever and, and dudes are spitting. The minute I come, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Move out the way. You need to hear her. You need to see her. You need to listen to her. And so really right. it was the representation of that, of that respect that I would get and the way that people would want to show me off in my community for putting in the work, right? And for being a dope mm-hmm. MC, period, regardless of gender, right? That's the mm-hmm. main thing is regardless yeah. of gender, I outwrap anybody in this right. place, right. not this place, because yeah. substantial on those substantial bars. You ain't got, got to do that. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, you know, look, I look. I ain't the other guy. I ain't that guy you left. You know what I'm saying? It's good. Listen, I be I be telling this one here. You know, I be telling her. I'm like, listen, you know, because she she getting she going back to school for a master's all that. So we 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 waiting. You know what I mean? We waiting for them crazy crazy checks come through so I can do my like my stepman thing. You know what I mean? Get away from Oprah. You know what I mean? House husband. He's trying to be home, honey. Trying to be home. Barefoot, making sure dinner ready. You know what I'm saying? And these babies are kept in line. You know, okay. straight like that. You know, I work hard, man. So I'm trying to chill. Right. I want to break too, right? You know, listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you said something. I mean, speaking of, you know, developing, um, you know, um, you're honing in on your craft and, and you know, making sure that, you know, you 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 fill the, any space that you're in. Mm-hmm. And so thinking of like young pinky and the pinky you are now how did you develop your style like what was your go-to what was your practice what was your your um foundation for create you know creating who we see today what a great question and you know shout out to my therapists plural right because i've been through a few of them in my um i'm celebrating 10 years of being in therapy you know and like that is really important because you know, I grew up in a culture. Uh, first of all, I grew up in a Pentecostal household. Right. And so mm-hmm. that means uh, they tell you what to wear, what to think, what to do, what to say, um, how not to act, who not to speak to. Don't talk about that thing that happened. Don't you know, don't don't yeah. out these people that did these things. And so, first of all, growing up in that culture where my identity was given to me and I wasn't allowed to sort of figure out what that could look like for myself. Mm-hmm. Um it was very stifling for me growing up. And and what happened was that I definitely um, veered the path and like rebelled like a mf -er. you know, like I literally, I can recall that angry, hurt teenage girl, even up until my twenties, right. That I was acting out because I didn't know any other ways or recourses to deal with trauma and to deal with um, issues and to deal with, you know, my mental health. Um, and that's why I'm such an advocate for mental wellness and therapeutic services mm-hmm. and um, spirituality and whatever that looks like for, for people, we are already burdened and bludgeoned by this world. Mm-hmm. What are the places and spaces where we can remain soft, right? Who are the yeah. people that can remind us of our power when we forget? And that's like my therapist now, that's my homegirl. Like we tell each other all the time, if, we, if we, she was my therapist, like th- this would be my best friend. There's sometimes yeah. she's like, I want to tell you something and I can't because I'm your therapist. And I'm like, just tell me, give me the tea, sis. Give me the tea. <laughs> um, but just like, she's a Latina woman. Um, she's just like, we be cursing. Like she'd be like, fuck the patriarchy. And I'm like, that's exactly right. Like <laughs> someone, you know, that you, that reflection, right? Like that you can see yeah. yourself in mm-hmm. these spaces and, and that, and that you can recognize and acknowledge that I'm perfect, right? Just the way mm-hmm. I am. I don't have to change who I am or how I am to fit any of these ridiculous societal standards for what women need to be like, what, Latinas need to be like, what women of color need to be like, what Chicago women need to be like, what rappers need to be like. Like I get to live in my own lane because I have someone who celebrates that at least bi-weekly. I have someone who's reminding me of of my power. And so that's really one of the things like when I think of that angry young girl is I didn't have an outlet. I didn't have someone to listen to me. And so I was acting out in all the ways that were not beneficial to my health and wellness um, because that's all I knew, right? This is a survival skill. I'm just surviving at this point. Um, mm-hmm. and so when I think of baby pinky and I think of myself now, like I, I'm always talking to her and I'm always calling on her and I'm always reminding her and, and telling her that she's safe now, telling her that she's seen now, telling her that she's, she's worth taking up 
all the space. I don't care what anybody mm -hmm. says, take up all that space. It does not mm -hmm. matter. Um, because growing up, you know, there's this saying in Spanish culture, que te ves calladita te ves más bonita, which means you look prettier when you're quiet. And they say this to young wow. girls, right? Like, you look just prettier, just mm, don't say nothing, just do the thing, serve your husband, do, you know, go to school, get the degree, but don't step out too much, don't have too many thoughts, don't. And so wow. now I'm like, oh, I'm, hell no, you know, that's why I, right. I, I'm loud, right? I'm boisterous. I'm pink as hell. I'm I'm cursing, but I'm smart and I'm, you know, taking up space and I'm encouraging other people, particularly other young women to do the same. So for mm -hmm. me, the way that my therapist is a reflection that I need, like I know that when I'm on social media and I'm making stories or making content or writing music or on a podcast, I have to be authentically myself because that gives permission to someone else to be like, I, I should be myself as well. And, and myself is more than good enough. It's not just enough, yeah. right? It's more than Man. good enough. It's perfect <laughs> and it's purposed. And so it, it's, I'm really grateful for that journey. It was a journey. I went through a lot growing up, but when mm -hmm. I look back, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm healing. Right. Cause we're never healed. Right. It's always a journey yeah. and a process and, and, and it's, it, you know, we don't really ever get there all the way, but man, I'm so grateful and I'm so proud of the strides that I've made and the ways that I've grown. Um, and even just the ways that like speaking about these things come so naturally to me. Whereas before I was second guessing and maybe I'm not saying it, maybe I don't sound smart enough. Maybe I'm not. Right. And I was like, it just, it, it flows. And a lot of that is my connection to, to myself through mental mm -hmm. wellness and that journey. But it's also my connection to source, to God, to spirit, to my ancestors that like they, they just pour into me all the time. And what I need to say comes easily because it's not coming from me, right? I'm just a vessel on this earth. Mm -hmm. It's coming through me and then I, I give it to the masses. And so I'm grateful for those experiences because they made me who I am today mm -hmm. and they allow me to use my platform in this sort of way. That's dope, dope. dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, for those of you just tuning in, we're here with Pinky Ring. Uh, we're going to take a quick, quick break um, to, uh, you know, big up our sponsor, who was actually the uh, led to the introduction, you know, how we met Pinky Ring. So yeah. shout out to Words, Beats, and Life. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do a quick ad from them, and then we'll be back with more Pinky Ring. All right? Y'all stay Hold tight. Peace. My name is Stan Robinson, also known as Substantial, and I teach the business of music at Words, Beats, and Life. Learning the business of music benefited me personally because it gave me more control over my career, my legacy. I basically took control of my catalog, and so most of these companies pay directly to me and my business. I make a pretty good living making music full time. So the reason why I want to impart this uh, this knowledge onto the youth, though, I understand the value of this information. So the freedom to be able to own your creations and basically be able to monetize that any way you see fit without asking someone's permission, that's extremely important for me to pass those gems on and give that information to other people. And that's why I'm with WBL. Be sure to enroll in my class at wblinc.org slash academy. All right, folks, and we are back with Pinky Ring. Clap it up, sis. Yeah, I mean, you gotta add the regular horn to that. Just the, the, I know the, we, we listen, listen to that. You we know, gotta we gotta add it back and then bring you back. You know what yes, I mean? So yes. like, because we can't add it and then have a different guest. That kind of be disrespectful. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? So, hey, you want me to record it? I can. Just be right. my voice every listen, time. I'm gonna pull it. I'm gonna pull it from you doing it throughout the episode. And, <laughs> Listen, someone did that to me at an interview I did years ago. They have a whole game that they play and they use my voice for the game that they play. It's I hilarious. That. I hope yeah, they so money and some residuals I, happening. I just found out. So, you know, my, my lawyer is still working on it. You know what I mean? So, you know, we'll see how it goes, you know. But but in all seriousness, like, you know, uh, I briefly want to uh, I want to segue and talk about uh, next level. Um, you know, because you're a part of next level. I'm also a part of next level. Um, I applied years before I met you, but if it wasn't for you giving me that nod, um, a couple years back, um, giving me that nudge, I should say a couple years back, like, Hey, you applying? 
And um, and I hadn't applied in so long and I was mixing their program with another program that you can actually age out of. I'm over here stroking my beard like I don't even know if I can still do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, all, um, forever, first of all. all of I mean, you know, that, that's right. the beauty in hip hop. We, Yeah, that's the beauty in hip hop. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But let's talk about um, Next Level. Um, for those who um, don't know, um, give them a little background and Talk about what your experience was, because a lot of artists, a lot of hip hop artists in particular, don't know that opportunities like this exist. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Absolutely. It's funny because I'm like the unofficial mascot of Next Level. Like I'm always the one that's like, hey, make sure you apply. Hey, did you apply? Mm -hmm. Hey, you you know, I literally and and it's to my friends that I know that are just on on that next level. Ooh, you see what I did there? Mm, I see what Mm -hmm. you did there. I see what you did. I see you. Literally, Junius, the the director of Next Level, he just be sick of my shit. He loves me, but he be sick of my shit. Kane be sick of my shit, but it's like I'm literally I bring the joy and the happiness to them. I feel like I feel like they Mm. you know they just need that in their life. But I'm literally Mm. you know everything that I do for Next Level um, comes from a place. You know, like they're not paying me to reach out and be an ambassador and to message people and to tell them to apply. Mm-hmm. When you connect with something so genuinely, you want mm-hmm. the world to know, right? Yeah. And you have this joy that's unshakable when you experience something so life changing. You want everybody to be a part of it, especially your yeah. friends, especially yeah. your friends, especially your peers, especially people that you look up to in the industry where you're like, man, I could see how this person can go across the globe and make a huge difference. So for those that don't mm-hmm. know what Next Level is, it is a, a hip-hop diplomacy program um, that brings uh, hip-hop artists and practitioners and educators from the U.S. overseas for a two-week residency uh, where they teach their element. The really cool thing is they bring one person to represent each element of hip-hop. So it's like a super group, like the Avengers of hip-hop mm-hmm. to go to this country, teach their element respectively, also do conflict transformation, um, also do entrepreneurship, um, Mm -hmm. put on a big concert at the end and just see literally in real time the impact of hip hop in Mm. all of the world and all of the, there is not one country on this earth that has not been impacted deeply by hip hop. And as Mm -hmm. we're celebrating 50 years of hip hop this year, it's just really dope to know that this hip hop diplomacy program that comes from the state department that works with the embassies um, Mm -hmm. sees the value in hip hop and sees the value in us as individuals. Like when we talk about affirmations, this is one of the greatest affirmations that like you're on your path. It's really difficult to get into this program. That's not to discourage anyone right at all, Mm -hmm. but to big up the people that did get in, like we're bringing the creme de la creme of hip hop artists and hip hop educators overseas to show them that hip hop is more than sometimes what we hear on the radio, what we might see on YouTube, what we might, um, you know, catch on, uh, on different shows, right? Hip hop is a transformative tool. Hip hop is a a form of self-expression. Hip hop is a way to resolve conflict as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm a site manager uh, with next level. So I've managed, I've been an artist on programs and I've also managed programs. Um, Actually, in two weeks, I'm heading to D.C. for for training. So we've got our next batch. Um, So I'll be in D.C. with them, meeting my team. Mm -hmm. I don't know what country I'm going to yet. But like, again, this is something that like high school pinky is, first of all, so proud of me because she's (laughs) like, you did it. If you would have told her that this is what she would be doing. If you would have told right. her that the the State Department and the U.S. government is going to invest in her and send her overseas and pay her to do this work, right. I would have been like, "You're cra- you talking crazy? One of the aliens coming to get us?" Because that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right. And oh. so, applying for it, becoming a part of the program, and then becoming a manager for the program, I've been able to see this thing on so many different scales and so many different levels. And the most important thing is how people from these countries, first of all, get to uh, meet hip-hop artists that they probably wouldn't because of the machine that is the music industry and algorithm mm-hmm. and all those things. But they get to see that they too can have full careers mm-hmm. based on their creativity, based on their passions, and based on hip-hop. Just hearing them. I remember when I was in Cambodia, a lot of the young people only wanted to rap in English because they thought that that was the cool thing to do. Here comes Puerto Rican Pinky Ring, and I'm rapping in Spanish and English. And it, it, it was almost like, ooh, 
let me try that, right? We have that, that gives us permission to like honor our language to yeah. our native tongue. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all could do so many things with with Khmer language that I, I don't even the syllables. I don't even the syllables were syllabling. I was like, do that. And when they <laughs> did, I was like, that sounds doper, right? Like, yeah. And again, it's that it's that idea <clears throat> of we get to go overseas and just live in our truth, in our hip hop mm-hmm. ass truth, and go overseas and and inspire young people, especially they're coming from low income from marginalized communities in these countries, we're able to give them tools, right? So that when we, it's not like we're coming as the hip hop saviors and we know everything and we're the United States, we're the greatest. Everyone knows the United States be trash often, but mm-hmm. it's a really dope concept that as individuals, right? As pinky ring, the Chicago Puerto Rican ratchet radical girl gets to mm-hmm. go to this place and show them what the music industry and what the music career she has had has done for her as a person and has done for her community and then they get to sort of replicate those things and we give them the tools to be able to monetize their art um and again just to be able to stand in their in their authenticity and to remember Mm -hmm. what hip-hop was formed for and to bring that back to their communities and to come back to that call to like this is revolutionary work that we're doing here with this. It's a genre of music, but really it's a culture. Um, so yeah. shout out to Next Level. I love this. I love Next Level. I am always so honored to be included. Every time they're like, hey, we want you to site manage again. I'm like, me? Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> they, they just need to join. They need, they need the, I'm like the comedic uh, relief for Next Level. <laughs> uh, but again, I push it so hard because it's like that changed my life. To go mm-hmm. to the first country to go to Cambodia and as a hip hop artist, a Chicago Puerto Rican girl from Chicago and Cambodia doing this work, like it's changed my life. And I saw how it changed the life of the young people that I was working with. And so when you yeah. do good work, you want to talk about it and shout it from the mountaintop. So that's next level. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. You know, you had mentioned, you know, as we all know, next month marks 50 years of hip hop, hip hop turning 50 y'all. And you granted, we've seen for those of us who grew up in it, right, we've seen a lot of changes. And and, um, like you said, I mean, it's it's worldwide. Right. And so what would you say as a female artists, right? What would you say in the last 50 years that you've seen that are some of the advantages of being a female artist and the disadvantages? And awesome. yeah, um, yeah, I just, I'm seeing the chats coming in and I see an organization I work with is on. So shout out to the John Wall Foundation. I love yeah. y'all. We're running an apprenticeship program and I took the day off to come and do this. So I love y'all. I see y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all are my favorite. I love you. Um, so in, in hip hop, uh, I think the the advantages uh, really come from the ways that music has innovated and that mm-hmm. we don't need a machine to do yeah. this work, right? I think of artists like um, um, Snow the Product, right? I watched Snow the Product go on tour and like sell out arenas and just do all that and just have a successful career. She doesn't need a label. When I think of someone like Chance the Rapper from Chicago who didn't need a label to like, you rubbing elbows with Jay-Z and Beyonce, right? The, right. the dope thing about about hip hop is that it has always been by us for us, right? It has always mm-hmm. been ingenuity. It has always been black and brown genius. And we've been able to create something for ourselves out of literal nothing, right? Like yeah. plugging up in the park system, getting these, these records and then, you know, looping a beat, a break beat and then rapping over it and then to where we are now. Uh, hip hop has grown in so many ways and hip hop has uh, allowed so many people to have platforms, have a voice to make, you know, money, like mm-hmm. actual money and not just starving artists money. Um, so the advantages are in that, like, you know, we're lucky that we're able to do this work and not need um, to sell our souls anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you know, uh, being a, a woman in the hip hop industry, I also am just seeing this resurgence of like women mm-hmm. rappers and I'm here for it. And and, and it's, it's such an interesting conversation because people are like, you know, I, first of all, I hate female MC. I hate that term. Right. Cause I'm just an MC. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, doctor is not, but my, my, my femininity, my womanhood has informed my career has informed the things yeah. that I talk about, has informed the ways that I've had success and also have not had success. 
Um, so I, I just love that I'm seeing women like really winning right now and they're really working together. Mm -hmm. Like Cardi B is, you know, working with artists from here. And like, th that's just dope to me that there are so many women that are like winning right now. Um, yeah. you know, the, the disadvantages of hip hop, I would say is that, you know, what happened was it was able to get, uh, sort of taken over by folks with money right yeah. and and that has removed opportunities from some of us there's this gatekeeping that's happening where it's like you can't be too you know let's be conscious don't be too conscious like you know mm -hmm. um be sexual but don't be too sexual or be overly sexual and it's just mm -hmm. like people feel like they have to adhere to this like cookie cutter uh mold of what it means to be an artist in the music industry when really authenticity is where it's at really individuality is where it's at um and so i think the disadvantages are you know we need to take back control um corporations have really watered down and muddied up uh what hip-hop has meant and 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 we're coming upon 50 years how do we take that power back right how are we um the culture creators in this genre of music in this culture period how do we take our power back um and how do we continue to elevate women as well as non-binary and queer artists mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. all the folks that live on the margins how do we center them and uplift them um I, and that's where i think we still have some work to do yeah for sure for sure um, yeah um you made me uh one you you kind of answered the next question we were going to ask so we're going to skip ahead a little but uh before we do that something you said um made me think about it was on a de la soul album um it was an interlude where they referenced something buster says where he was like hip-hop is one of the only things that uh, creates jobs for people who don't even love it you know what i mean and um yeah and and i think a lot of the things that you see that we've lost control over oftentimes are controlled by people who don't have the culture's best interests at heart because they don't love it you know um or people who lose their way you know what i mean who who started out loving it and somewhere along the way just got more concerned with the bottom line you know um and it's unfortunate but yeah man i mean just to piggyback, uh, or my homegirl would say, uh, the veggie back on uh, on what you said. <laughs> Who says um, that? Because my friend Adam Seven says that, and I love oh, Adam it. Se yeah. Adam Seven. Oh, Adam yeah, Seven. shout out to Adam Seven. Yeah, uh, I man, think whoever that was probably got it from him, and I'm always like, my vegetable. I don't choice know. She today. she she got him by she got him by some years. So okay, he, you okay, know, okay, okay. Yeah, got but, it from her. But, I love that. Shout out to my yeah, vegetarians. <laughs> yeah, word. Shout out to uh, Ra. Uh, Ra is an amazing poet, but that's who I got it from. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, um, oh man, I started thinking about some, some, something else funny and lost my train of thought, but real quick, what we're going to do, we're going to pivot. We're going to pivot. pivot. Uh, so we, with every guest that comes through, we do our rapid fire, uh, our rapid fire question, because I was going to ask you what advice you have for artists, but you, a lot of what you, I mean, yeah. through this whole interview, you've been dropping gems. Um, and there was a lot of great things you just said, uh, closing out your last answer. So we're, we're going to jump ahead, jump ahead. So rapid fire question time. This is where you go ahead and make your sound. Go ahead. You got it. Got it. Burr, burr, burr. There it is. All right. <laughs> uh, and here we go. So there are four questions. So there are four questions mm -hmm. and they're basically, you know, you're going to, we have some comparisons like you know this or that okay mm -hmm. so you can add you know let us know so the very first one mm -hmm. being from chicago okay you know chicago we're we're foodies okay and mm -hmm. being from chicago oh, chicago man, has in trouble <laughs> chicago has so many so many great you know food options mm -hmm. as well as they've been very inventive you know because <laughs> chicago is a melting pot of cultures and people from all over the place so number one lollipop chicken or hibaritos. Hibaritos. Come on, you knew what I was gonna say. Okay, <laughs> you know okay. As you were saying that, as you were saying that, I was like, if you ask me what the best food is in Chicago, I'm gonna say hibaritos because people don't be knowing. And for those that don't know, a hibarito. Please, Sammy. 
is a sandwich on sandwich or like on sandwich like my dad would say on sandwich <laughs> steak you can also have vegetables you can have shrimp yep. you can have pollo whatever but the yep. bread the but bread, the bread is fried plantain Ooh, honey when i tell mm. you people don't know so, and i'm trying to make a trip i didn't know i just learned <laughs> listen garlicky like you literally cannot kiss someone for 24 to 48 hours unless y'all both had it and then it's just like a garlicky goodness right. goodness we um, out here killing vampires you know what i'm saying so listen, it's cool. get away from me back up off me um what people don't people think that the hibarito was in, invented in Chicago. And mm. the reality is that in Puerto Rico, people were doing things with plantain as bread for a while. What happened mm. was there was a guy who opened a restaurant here called um, Borinquen. He mm -hmm. was inspired by it in Puerto Rico, came to Chicago, made it, perfected it, and then Chicago became the epicenter for the hibarito. So it was, it was not created here, but it was perfected here and now you can go to puerto rico and get it you can go to new york and get it now you go anywhere whereas before you would go and ask and they'd be like what are you even talking about because hibarito right. means a little country person so they're like what do you yeah. want to eat a little country person for i don't understand <laughs> so shout out to chicago for because that they're delicious. like <laughs> it's so freaking good people don't understand it's heaven Oh, we gotta now, make a trip. I mean, listen, I was out there. I, I I owe you an apology as well, sis. I was in your city <gasps> you and here. I forgot I'm to hit you up. I, I was yo, how do I leave Cardinal said, at least I'm mad <laughs> enough to say it in a public <laughs> setting. I messed up. <laughs> you're you know right. You right. right. Yo, ne next time I come through, though, we're we, coming we, and we're yeah, going we, to get some Yes. Because I need that in my life. Anyone that comes here, they know that's where I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them to Humble Park. I'm going to show them the steel flags, and I'm going to take them to eat a hibarito. So the point where the Papa's Cache is the place I go to. Shout out to Papa. He knows me, and he's like, "What? Well, where are these people from?" Because he knows I'm always going to bring someone from somewhere. And right. He's always like, "I love, her. I love her so much. I love her so much." Aww. But she, you know, I, I love him. Papa is like a staple here in Chicago. So shout out that's to Papa's Cache. He did not pay us for this advertisement, but if you want to bring hibarito, I'll Let take it. I mean, right. we're just saying, right? So. You know, hook, her, hook her up with a plate, you know. Uh, yeah, a little something. What was it that I had? I had it was like candied apple, but it was grapes. Um, this was in Chicago. I was at Harold's, one of the Harold's, and it was stuff. like candied grapes, right? Oh, was, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. And I, as soon as I asked the lady what that was, she was like, "Oh, you're not from here." And I was <laughs> like, uh, "Yeah, you know, absolutely not. I'm, that I'm not, you know." But yeah, but anyway, all right. Question number two. Okay. You've talked about um, traveling around the world already. Uh, you talked about your time in Italy and uh, Cambodia. Uh, we haven't even jumped into Nepal or Argentina. Uh, Argentina. So what I want to ask you is uh when i say these countries when i say a country i want you to just shout out the first thing that comes to mind you got it okay okay all right here we go uh nepal oh my goodness <laughs> family and nepal hip-hop foundation like i think Imagine. i feel like nepal hip-hop foundation they they're doing the work with hip-hop in nepal so that's what i think of I, yeah. and i think and they're like my family so i think of family as well yeah. Dope, dope. Okay, uh, Italy. Pasta, oh, mm. so much good pasta. Oh. Argentina. Uh, wepa, because I taught them how to say wepa, which is a very Puerto Rican word. And <laughs> one of the women who worked at the State Department was a New Yorkian who had been in Argentina for many years, hadn't heard that word in a really long time and just hadn't seen another Puerto Rican in a long time. So everybody wow. in Argentina be like, wepa, because of me. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Dope. All right. And last but not least, Cambodia. Uh, frog legs. Because <laughs> mm. I had my first frog legs there and they were delicious and I ate them almost every single day. Does it taste wow. like chicken? It tastes just like chicken. Uh, it's wild that you that said frog legs. My fam my family's from North Carolina, so okay. yeah, so frog legs is definitely the business. The then I mean, well, 
um, I, not just North Carolina, but like, you know, uh, a, a few different regions of um, like in the South, you know, but yeah. Okay. I know we have to wrap it up. So we have two more. So would you rather teach or perform? Hmm. Ooh, perform. Mm-hmm. And and that's because I'm usually teaching when I'm performing anyway. So I find a way to, to, do, to do both. <laughs> there you go. Chico. There you go. And uh, the last one, I'm going to leave this with Stan. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry in advance. Oh, <laughs> Big pun or Lauren Hill? Oh, why would you do that to me? <laughs> it, I'm just the messenger. I actually ah, am not be- the one that wrote it. Oh, do that to me you know i told you it's black barbara walters over here you know I'm tough, get, the tough. i'm gonna get excommunicated from one of two communities the i know community or the woman community what you the? know um man this is hard why would y'all do this um, <laughs> look huh i and I'm, I, I'm i apologize in advance but i was really like when you think of skill performance presence yeah. mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you know yeah you know what it's, I, ugh, it's so hard and please nobody you know please nobody like throw a chancla at me or anything but <laughs> I, you know i would have to say big pun simply because when i was beginning to find my identity as an MC. Mm-hmm. He was one of the main people that I looked at as a blueprint. And when people hear mm-hmm. me rap, they'll be like, she reminds me of Big Pun because I'll do the double time flow and I'll do the Spanish, mm-hmm. the English. And so yep. for me, you know, Lauren, something is happening in Chicago. I have no idea mm-hmm. what. Someone is doing something. Um, mm-hmm. The way that Lauren made me see myself as a woman in hip hop, mm-hmm. uh, Big Pun made me see myself as a as a Puerto, a proud Puerto Rican in hip hop, especially when mm-hmm. growing up in a Pentecostal household, we weren't allowed to have very much pride in that. Like I took my, I learned about Puerto Rican culture and, and history and the effed up history and its relationship with the United States in my, mm-hmm. uh, in a college course, shout out to Professor Jose Lopez. I think everyone in Chicago knows who this man is. Uh, I took a course at UIC on um, the history of Puerto Rico and Puerto Rican studies. Um, and so big pun before I was able to take those classes, do those things, have those privileges, like showed me what it looked like to be proud and Puerto Rican. Um, and, and that, that didn't, that wasn't a negative light. That wasn't, it wasn't a negative thing to be Puerto Rican when growing up being Latinx or being Puerto Rican was looked on as something negative or something bad. Whereas now I'm like, Wepa, what are y'all even talking about? So I'm not, <laughs> to I'm not to but, but also Lauren Hill, like, man, just changed my life you see her on my jacket here like on the bottom there right. the bottom patch that's 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 her you know it also changed my life and and helped me to see what it could look like to be a lyrical woman in hip-hop mm. yes. yeah 100 wow, that's a great that's the, awesome no, no no great answers listen we we know that you are a busy woman mm-hmm. and you got to get out of here because you got you know what what's what what was the the phrase you said you said busy Booked and blessed. Booked. Busy, booked, booked and, and blessed. blessed. There like it that. is. Triple That's v. Fire right there. So speaking of which, so what do you have next before we leave, you know, before we head out of here? What's next for you? Wow. So many things. Um, uh, I just uh, accepted a position and shout out to my friends who are uh, joining uh, as the community alchemist for an organization called the John Walt Foundation. Uh, John oh. Walt was a really uh, good friend of mine whose life was taken too soon, which is the story of Chicago. And so we do work around youth empowerment um, and, and entrepreneurship and engagement and providing them platforms. So we just announced today that we have a stage at Lollapalooza. Oh, <laughs> hey. I'll, be, I'll be hosting that stage and young people um, from Chicago will be able to put this on their resumes and say that they were able to that's perform awesome. at Lollapalooza. So that's on August uh, 4th. Um I'm heading to DC for next level thing. So I'm excited about that. Um, haven't announced this yet because the flyer isn't out, but you know, my artistry, my artistry friends, they, they get, they get the exclusive. Hey, I will actually hey, exclusive, hey. exclusive performing all four days of Lollapalooza with collaboration, performing wow. uh, some hip hop, 50 years of hip hop with my friend Yuri Lane, who's a beatboxer. And we'll be celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Um, we'll be putting so out workshops for kids at Kids of Palooza at Lollapalooza. So on the Kids of Palooza oh. platform, which I'm really excited about because that's 
huge festival and it's really dope to be um, a part of that. Um, so many things, um, just working, going overseas in January, um, performing at festivals. Um, and I announced, I believe last week that I got a grant from the department of cultural affairs and special events here in Chicago. So expect some new pinky ring music coming soon as well. I forgot, you know, I'll be, I'll be stepping back from the rapping to do the other, but you know, this was the, the confirmation and affirmation, like we need you to back in the booth give us the bars yeah. so you, new music. you know i was gonna ask i know, you know right? everybody listen here's the thing like because her story <laughs> came out a long break a, a from yeah. yeah i know i know i know like i took a long break from releasing music um like my, my last album was like five years ago um because people don't realize how much work goes into that goes in. and money and yeah. all of that so every time that i try you know like I have 12 jobs and I'm helping all these people do these things. And what happened was that I forgot about myself. Right. And I forgot about the Mm -hmm. thing that brought me into all these spaces and places, but also what is the thing that can further extend my impact. And that's by doing this rap thing, right. Being a rapper. My best friend calls it being a rapper girl. She's a singer girl. So I'll be like, I'm a rapper girl again. She's like, you always been a rapper girl. And I'm like, I know, but this money and this support from the city. Mm -hmm. Um, interestingly enough, I've gotten this grant from them every three years, like Mm -hmm. clockwork. And so that for me is an affirmation. Like it's time to do that Mm -hmm. again. It's time to release new music. Uh, I was at the studio the other day. So I just uh, recorded a feature with someone and my, my engineer was like, you a part-time rapper. I need you to be a full-time rapper. I was like, (laughs) but he was, you know, sometimes you need people to lovingly call you out. And that was the call out that I needed. Like music needs to come out, you know, and, and just, there's a lot of, you know, this is the last thing I'll say about it. I was talking to my psychologist the other day and, and we were talking about crippling fear, right. And how that prevents Mm. us from doing certain things. And she's like, you know, fear can't hurt you, right? Like physically fear can't hurt you, but how are you hurting yourself by allowing that fear to stop you from doing things? So Mm. like when I'm thinking about music, I'm like, well, but then if I go to the studio, record a song, then I got to shoot a music video. Then I got to pay money. Then I got to get people together. Then I got to mix and master. Then I got and she's like, you see how you're just projecting and you're allowing mm-hmm. that crippling fear to stop you. But that's our brain's way of protecting us, right, from something new, from something different, from something outside of the norm that we've been used to outside of the status quo. And when she was like, you know, fear can't actually hurt you. But what can hurt you is you not allowing yourself to do the things that you need to be doing because you're fearful of the outcome. Right. And it's always mm-hmm. like, what if it goes wrong? But what if it goes absolutely right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna test it out. We're gonna we're gonna put the theory out there. We're gonna test it out. We're gonna release some new music uh, because oh. the people deserve it, but also because I deserve to live absolutely. in that artistry. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah, for and sure. That's a great way to close it out. Yeah, Yo, definitely. We girl, appreciate- this was so. Oh my god, this was, was so great. good. This we appreciate so, you so good. definitely. Uh, appreciate you for making time. Uh, you know, for the love that you've shown us from the time we met, you know what I mean? Yeah. And always uh, wishing you nothing but the best and continued success in everything that you touch, you know? Thank you, family. And this is probably like top top 10 interviews. So oh, kudos man. to y'all. Burr, 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 burr. Hey, burr, burr, burr. hey. I'm telling you, listen. I've done it enough times on this. We got it. We got it. Listen, I got the ability to isolate all her vocals too. Get it clean. You know Don't what I'm create a whole game show around me though. Please. I, mean, I, nah, I ain't going to do the game show thing. I, you know, And if we do, we got you. We're going to okay, cut cool. the check. Yeah, we got the you. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. Right. Yes, Queen. Well, you know, thank you so much. I mean, this mm-hmm. has been not only uplifting for us, I'm sure for our, our for those listening and, and watching, watching out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you liked what you you see and heard, please like and subscribe and repeat and watch it and sample it and take it and uh, and go know. and follow her exactly. and listen to her music, Absolutely. support what she's doing in the world because she's she's making a great contribution to her community and that various communities that she touched so um you know so yeah just once again we're gonna clap it up for pinky ring uh aka uh ship because she's from the shy the female uh d rose as she said on her song lipstick archivists up in here y'all just dug 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 deep i like it I like listen it. we do our homework okay yeah, we we don't. that's why i'm like this has been a really 
really good interview because, you know, it's engaging for me as well. So thank you all for all you do and for providing this platform for us artists to talk about this work. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. It's our pleasure. It's a pleasure and an honor. Yes. But yeah, but you have a great one. Thank, thank you. you to everybody for tuning in. Yes, we appreciate you. Um, who do we have next week? Uh, next week we have. Or do we have the week off? We actually have the week off. That's oh yeah, right, we're off next week. That's we're right. off next week because we got a wedding to go to. So, you know, listen, so we you taking know what I'm a break. We because we, we got to get fresh. You know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And listen, y'all, I'm still looking for that rich husband so they can go to another wedding. So we okay, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for you. you. I am with you. You know when he? Yes, we got it's you right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. 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 Never gave me a microphone, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But, yeah, but thank you so much. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Yes. Y'all have a great one. We will catch you uh, in two weeks. Do you know who the guest is after that, though? I, I have no idea. I know. I know it's a, another amazing. Yes, woman, we have though. the rest of the season. Um, is all women. Is right? all is all women. Oh. So yeah. we have. Um, but yes, I'll we'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. All right. Yeah. But yo, uh, oh, and lastly, uh, be sure to join us at Otacon. We will be at Otacon. We'll have a flyer for the uh, the next episode. But uh, you can catch us doing sketch pads at Otacon. And shout out to everybody who came to see us nearly a hundred deep um, in the sketch pads uh, panel at BlurredCon. That was amazing. Thank y'all so much. And for everybody who stopped by the booth over the weekend. Um, and those of you who I saw in New York as well, um, supporting GMS. So everybody have a great one. We done for real this time. Pinky, we love you. Thank you for coming through, sis. Yeah. And we'll catch you next time, everybody. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to Artistry, where art meets industry. Season four of Artistry is powered by Words Beats in Life. Visit www.wblinc.org to learn more. This podcast is produced by Substantial Art and Music. For more information, please visit www.subartandmusic.com. You can also follow us on social media at Subart and Music. Peace.